Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Our listener support campaign continues. As always, uh, we're definitely welcome our Patreon supporters at patreon.greatdetectives.net. But today our focus is on one-time support. And you can support the show on a one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net, by uh, using the Zelle app to box13 at greatdetectives.net, or by mail to Adam Graham, P.O. Box 15913-15913, Boise, Idaho, 83715. And if you send along a donation... Of $50 or more, we'll happily send you uh, one of our two remaining replica uh, badges. Uh, We have replica ID badges for uh, Pete Malloy and Jim Reed from Adam12. We'll send you either one of those for $50, or we'll send you both of them for $90. They're great uh, little uh, fan keepsake. Happily send those along. Uh, we also do have, for those of you who enjoyed Dragnet, either the 1954 Dragnet movie or seasons 1, 2, 3, or 4 of the 1960s Dragnet TV series. Uh, we'll send those along uh for uh, listeners in the United States for a donation of uh, $100 or more. Full list of available thank you gifts over at support.greatdetectives.net. Well, we're going to be getting into Treasury Agent. Treasury Agent was a series that was produced by Philip H. Lords. Uh, Lords uh, was best known for his work on things like Gangbusters and uh, Mr. District Attorney, both a very successful long-running film, uh, long-running radio shows that did have uh, film spinoffs and even uh, television spinoffs. So this is a lesser-known effort, but I think a little bit more suited uh, to our series. Although this first episode may be a bit, um, may be a bit uh, out of the ordinary, but we'll go ahead and take a listen to it. This is the very first episode of Treasury Agent. It originally aired on April the 14th, 1947, and the title is The Hate Racket. The American Broadcasting Company presents Treasury Agent. States Treasury, the largest law enforcement agency in the world, consisting of... United States Secret Service. We protect the President of the United States at all times, and protect the money of the United States from counterfeiting. United States Revenue Intelligence. We have jurisdiction over tax fraud and evasion. United States Bureau of Narcotics. United States Internal Revenue, Border Patrol. United States Alcoholics Tax Unit. Fraudulent violations of internal revenue. These law enforcement agencies of the United States Treasury constitute the largest and mightiest law enforcement agency in the world. 64% of all criminals in federal penitentiaries apprehended in peacetime are there because the United States Treasury caught them and put them there. And now, Elmer Lincoln Iowa. 
former chief coordinator of all the aforementioned Treasury Departments for the past ten years. Elma Irie, who many have called the world's greatest detective, the man who personally planned the smashing of the Al Capone gang, the placing of the Treasury notes which solved the Lindbergh kidnapping, and hundreds more. So listen to what Elma Irie has to say. The cases which will be portrayed are based on the general modus operandi of the United States Treasury agents, operating here and all over the world. The United States Treasury has over 3,000 highly trained agents. Yet the public knows very little concerning these agents. They protect your money, protect the borders of your country, protect you from fraud, narcotics, and misrepresentation. Many of the biggest and most powerful criminals in this country have been brought to justice by the patient work of our highly trained Treasury agents. Our case tonight starts in a small southwestern town. A stout, heavy-jowled man of about 60 was walking up the dingy corridor of the local hotel. Colonel Cephas. Hello, my dear. I thought you were still in Washington. It is difficult to know about me, isn't it, my dear? Uh, you want to come in? I never go into a woman's hotel room. There might be bad publicity. Step into the hall. You must have left a trail from Washington down here with those peanut trucks. Want some? No, I'm fed up with seeing you eat peanuts. Who is this young man, Culver, you telegraphed me about? He's just a very sincere person. You should see him sway a camp meeting. Sure it's not personal? Just like you to come down here and spy. <laughs> What's this new song he wrote? Don't tread on me. The camp meetings go wild. Don't tread on me, huh? Mm -hmm. That ought to start up a lot of hate. I mean, uh, patriotism. Look, Culver will be leading the meeting tonight. I recommended him because the sucker really believes what he preaches. How are the dues coming in? We've got 10,000 new members. Forget I was here. I'll watch a new protege tonight. If I think he has possibilities, I'll wire to bring him to Washington. Then you're going right back? One never knows my plans. Oh, here, I've eaten all the peanuts. Take the bag of shucks and throw it away. <laughs> it's all I ever get from you now, shucks and leavings. <laughs> You'll... Hear from me by wire, my dear. Come out, Culver. What was the idea of shoving me in the closet? If somebody had come in, it might have looked bad. Oh, but I'm innocent. You'll be late for the meeting, Culver. Now, stir them up good tonight. Get the camp meeting into a frenzy. Maybe if you do well, I can take you back to Washington. I sure will try it.
How's it feel to be going to Washington, Culver? All I want, Miss Mona, is to meet Colonel Seif. Shh. Somebody on the train will hear. Nobody knows the colonel is backing our meetings. He must be a real patriotic man. He's got 14 flags in his office. What team? Uh-huh. He rich? Rich and powerful. Well, where are we going to stay? At one of his big estates up the Potomac River. Uh, you work for him? For a long time. I take charge of the different societies we start up and all the speakers we send out. Oh, I'll speak. I'd rather speak than anything in the world. Why should we let foreigners take our Not jobs? Not too loud, Cobra. People are looking. Wait till we get to Washington. will be your bedroom, Culver. Gee, with a canary bird. <laughs> Colonel Cephas has a canary in almost every room. He says the singing makes him feel so good and pure. Oh, this is the biggest house I ever saw. If there weren't so many foreigners in this country, every American could have a mansion like this. It's late. You'll want to go to bed. You know, you look real pretty tonight, Miss Mona. Don't say things like that. I'm ten years older than you are. Oh, I... I didn't mean to upset you. The colonel is waiting in his living room. I've got to leave. The things in this bedroom must be worth a fortune. Good night. Good night, Miss Mona. I... Only I wish you wouldn't hurry. Come in, Mona. Well, Colonel, I suppose you had a good time sitting there at your desk, listening to every word. You look real pretty tonight, Miss Mona. I knew you'd pick on that. Don't you feel a little ashamed to have a hidden microphone in every room in the house? Sometimes interesting to know what your guests say after they go to their rooms. <laughs> Want some peanut? No. Not the shucks, either. Your protege really is a fanatic, isn't he? All our other speakers are fakes. They know we start up the groups for profit. I just thought it might be a good business to have one speaker who really believes what he preaches. Hmm. He is going to bed. Just dropped his shoe. Tell me more about your trip, Mona. Sixteen new groups, 14,000 new members, $5 a month dues. What did you base the Western meetings on? Race, hatred. Include religious hatred also. They pay their dues better. Hmm. Funny he hasn't dropped his other shoe. Ah. There it goes. I should hear the water running in a few minutes. I suppose the canary singing makes you feel good and pure, even though you are eavesdropping on a person going to bed. <laughs> Always understanding, aren't you, my dear? Colonel, you've made yourself rich selling hate. But I've got a new idea. Yes? Why couldn't we organize groups on the side and instead of selling hate, sell love? <laughs> That funny, eh? Blue America Group tried that. They sold $8 million worth of hate in three years. Then they tried to organize other groups and sell love. 
They couldn't sell one dollar's worth of love. All right. I choke. Hate is like a loaf of bread. You can carve off slices and sell it. Hate is the easiest thing in the world to sell. You can get ignorant people to hate anything. And hate brings money. States Treasury Forms A are to be taken immediately to Secret Service. Blue Forms to Intelligence and Narcotic Bureau. I'm sorry, sir, but Chief Austin of the Coordinator's Office is in conference with one of his Treasury agents. Jones, what do you think of that report of the Un-American Activities Committee on Colonel Cephas? Now, Chief Austin, you could have knocked me over with a feather. The colonel's supposed to be a very patriotic man. Oh, naturally. He conducts all his activities under the guise of patriotism. But Colonel Cephas isn't really a treasury case, Chief Austin. Well, just the same, we're going after him on tax evasion. And, uh, I'm assigning you. Uh, me? Why, I say, this is a, an awfully big case, Chief Austin. You're going to face him and fight. That ten to one, this is Moss of the Un-American Committee... Steve Austin speaking. This is Moss, Austin. Put Lincoln on that Colonel Cephas case, will you? Why, Put I... Joe Lincoln on him. That's the greatest treasury agent who ever lived. Nobody ever got away from Lincoln yet. I realize how you feel, Moss, but our plan Promise you'll put him on? I can't talk right now. Why not? I can't explain. You'll never get the Colonel unless you put Joe Lincoln on him. Oh, now, listen, Moss. Don't embarrass me. I'll, I'll call you back. All right, but remember what I told you. Well, Jones, it's a big assignment. Biggest of the year. Well, I was just thinking. Most of my work is figures. There's so much detective work. Get in some way as Colonel Cephas's bookkeeper. Uh, ye yes, sir. The but... whole department will be back of you. Yeah, but the Colonel doesn't have a big organization. To get in as a bookkeeper. Too big a job for you? Sometimes, Chief, I wish you were married to my mother-in-law. Hurt you? No, I just tried to grab my pocketbook. Good. I can't thank you enough. Well, there's a restaurant right here. Let's go and have a cup of coffee and relax, huh? Thank you. I wouldn't mind at all. Come on, then. It's right here. Yeah, see, there's a booth over there that's empty. I, uh, I don't know as I really should be doing this. <laughs> you move in first, huh? <laughs> Now, there now. Boy meets girl. <laughs> I'm almost glad the man tried to rob me. <laughs> Who are you? Mona. Mona what? Mona Warren. Who are you? Jones. I never heard the name before. <laughs> <laughs> no. My mother made it up. What's your first name? Keith. Well, I guess we're acquainted. Yeah. I guess the waitresses are all busy right now. Um, 
Hey, what do you do? Well, I'm sort of associated with uh, Colonel Cephas. Oh, the Colonel Cephas? Mm-hmm. Gee, he's a big shot, all right. What do you do? I'm a bookkeeper looking for a job. You don't suppose you could get me a job with Colonel Cephas, do you? Why, I don't know. Well, I'm a good bookkeeper. Would you ask him for me? Sure. And you'll try hard? I'll do what I can. He does most of his work from one of his estates. Yeah. And you'd be there? Sure. I'd like that. I don't think I'll wait to get something to eat. Why not? We just came in. Well, uh, I'm, I'm not hungry. Well, what are you afraid of? Nothing. Well, uh, here, let me write out my telephone number and address. All right, but please hurry. Okay, but why so jittery? The fellow trying to hold you up and make you jittery? No, only... Well, I'm afraid to be seen with you. Okay, I, I don't know what it's all about. Oh, you married? No. Well, that's beyond me. But if you're truly upset... Here, try and get me that job, won't you? I promise. Now, you've got to let me go. If I can get him to hire you, I'll call you. If I can't, just forget you ever saw me. What's the matter, Colonel Cephas? Just thinking, my dear. Some peanuts? No. I'm uh, expecting a guest tonight, Mona. Put him in the blue room. Who? I doubt if you know him. Oh, for heaven's sake, stop sitting there like a baboon and eating those peanuts, will you? <laughs> Not the same old Mona, are you? Cut it out, Jay, will you? You know what I gave up to come and work with you. Seventeen years I've given you the best of my life. I was in love with you. I've done your dirty work for years, and this is all I get. Do you think the bird sings better on that new types of seed? Oh, what's the use? That's the only thing I haven't done for you. Eat bird seed and sing. Eat peanuts and scratch myself. <laughs> You'd better uh, answer the door, dear. Tweet, tweet. You. Why, yes. What are you doing here? I thought you must have gotten me the job. Why, uh, come in. Uh, yes. Would you uh, uh, wait here a minute? I I'll go and speak to the colonel. Why, sure. Why, why didn't you tell me who was coming? Don't you like surprises? Why did you do this? What are you up to? I've been thinking for a couple of days over the experience you had the other night. Yeah? How you went into the restaurant with the young man who saved you from the pocketbook snatcher. How we told you he was a bookkeeper and needed a job. But I asked you and you said you didn't want a bookkeeper. The more I thought of it, my dear, the more suspicious I became. So I had the young man investigated. He happens to be a United States Treasury agent. A treasury agent? Evidently, we're under investigation. But then why did you hire him? We're going to be under investigation by a treasury agent. I prefer to have him under my eye. So I can feed him what I want him to know. 
Yes, but our books, are they all right? You'd be surprised to know what I'm prepared for. Show them to the blue room, Mona. And I suppose you have your microphone connected to that room? Naturally. Mona. Mona, come here. What's the matter, Colonel? Trouble? Last week, that bookkeeper Jones has been getting acquainted with Culver. What of it? He's up in Culver's room now, putting that radical up to something. But what? Listen. Yeah, you're right, Jones. You're right. You shouldn't wait just to go out to the trips, Culver. Make your speeches right here in Washington. Where? The street corners, anywhere. This country isn't a fit place for Americans to live anymore. We Americans are being downtrodden by foreigners. Jobs taken. That's the stuff. Don't hold back. I wouldn't hold back if they shot me. I'll shout it from every rooftop in Washington. That's your protege, Mona. He's a crackpot. If he makes those speeches here in Washington, he'll get himself arrested. And it'll be plastered all over the Washington papers he's associated with me. Why is Jones egging him on? It's a trick to smoke me out into the open. We can't fire Culver. He talked too much. Day after tomorrow, you're to start on a new trip. Culver goes with you. What's the purpose? Start up new groups. The real purpose. When the situation is right, get Culver started, but there'll be a small riot. In that riot, serious accidents can take place, and nothing can be proved. Hmm. That's a large order. It happened once before when you became a widow, so you could be with me. Shut up! Build up new societies. Get members. And see that an accident happens to Culver. And some camp meeting gets into a frenzy. Never work for a man with a foreign name. A man who ain't like us. A man whose religion ain't like ours. A man whose skin ain't like ours. I tell you, I'm on. Mona? Mona? Three in the morning. What's the matter? Any accidents yet? No, but maybe tomorrow. Come back quick. Come back? Yes. Bring Culver with you. What's happened? Plenty. I'll take the first train in the morning. Come right to my Westover estate. You should be here by late tomorrow evening. came right from the train, Colonel. What's the matter? Sit down, Mona. Of course, you know we're in this together, my dear. If you soften enough to put it that way, it must be bad. Mona, 
I pretended to swallow Joan's story. He is a treasury agent, isn't he? Yes. I thought by pretending I didn't know it, taking him on as our bookkeeper would be a good way to handle him, but... Has he gotten anything on us? Why the gun in your drawer? Don't be dramatic. It's merely for a great emergency. Look at these papers. Huh? Look at all these figures on them. But these are photostats. I didn't want to touch the real papers. Jones has them hidden in his room. He's evidently just compiling the figures. He hasn't used them as yet. I... I don't understand. Each one of these figures is the serial number of dollar or five dollar bills. What bills? Use your head. Haven't we set it up so when the members of the society's paid dues in cash, it goes to banks under different names so we don't pay income tax? Oh. Then these bills are the serial numbers of the bills paid to us for dues. If that treasury agent can trace those bills to the different banks where they were deposited, it means the penitentiary. Oh, no, Jay. Oh, yes, Mona. Exactly that. We're in time. You're leaving on another trip in the morning. And I'm sending Jones along. To get what you planned for Culver. Precisely. I'll ring for Jones now. One more thing. Ever hear of a very famous treasury agent by the name of Joe Lincoln? Of course. Well, our bookkeeper is none other than the famous little giant killer, Lincoln. Jones is Lincoln, the famous treasury agent? And I paid plenty for that information. Oh, no wonder we're on the spot. You want me, Colonel Cephas? Yes, sir. Come in, uh, Jones. I was, uh, was waiting outside. It's a beautiful night out tonight. Have some peanuts, Jones. No, thank you. Jones? Hmm? Miss Moner and Culver are starting on another trip in the morning. To organize a few other patriotic groups. I almost wish I could go along. Uh, uh, well, <laughs> that's strange. I was just going to suggest it. Oh, I see. A short trip. It'll give you a better idea how we operate. I see. <laughs> that little canary is a... Jewel of happiness. Colonel, don't you think it's about time we stop kidding around? What do you mean? You know who I am. Oh. Huh. I don't understand. Well, you know I'm a treasury agent. You knew it even when you hired me. Mm. This is very interesting, Jones. Tell me more. Well, when I was egging Culver on to give us fanatic speeches here in Washington... You had a microphone on the wall, and you heard me. I, uh, I think I'll go to my room for a you minute. You sit where you are, Miss Mona. I'm very shocked at what you're saying, Jones. Hey, you shouldn't be. You had a microphone listening to what I said. Didn't it occur to you that I might use the same device? Here comes Culver. And uh, when he comes in, don't try to stir up his fanaticism into physical force against me. Come in, Culver. Huh? Oh. Ah, that's a great song, you know, Colonel. Oh, hello, Jones. Well, say, why is everybody so serious? Jones resents our patriotism. 
Oh, he does, huh? In fact, his real name isn't Jones. It's Treasury Agent Joe Lincoln. You didn't think I knew that one, did you, Jones? You're mistaken, Colonel. Treasury Agent Joe Lincoln is standing right beside you. <gasps> what do you mean? The man you call Culver is really Joe Lincoln, my boss. Why, you... Is this true, Culver? I'm afraid it is, Colonel. And I knew the only way to really get you was to get the serial numbers of those bills paid in for dues. That's why I got in with your organization as a radical speaker. So I'd be on the spot and could list the serial numbers of the bills as your members turned them in. The Treasury Department has been tracing those bills and has traced them to 64 banks under 64 phony names. I... I can't speak. I've got some smelling salts in my drawer and... Oh, my finger. Sorry, I had to kick that drawer closed. No, my fingers are broken. That isn't all that will be broken oh. if you reach for a gun again. Oh. Oh. Miss Mona, you and the colonel are under arrest by the United States Treasury. Now back to Elmer Lincoln Irie, chief coordinator of the law enforcement agencies of the United States Treasury for over ten years. Mr. Irie. Colonel Cephas and the woman known as Mona were convicted in the federal court, and both are serving a long time for tax evasion. The Treasury has found that many of the societies organized to hate other groups in this country have been created for personal, selfish gain. And the originators have amassed great fortunes for themselves. Not the only way to smash these hate groups to get their leaders for tax evasion. Our Treasury agents will continue to investigate them and prosecute. But this is only one type of case our 3,000 Treasury agents are working on tonight. And on this series, you will hear some very extraordinary cases. For instance, next week... The two gang leaders are sitting in a car talking. Five bodyguards of one on one side of the street. The five bodyguards of the other are on the opposite side. Indications are he chiseled the government out of $16 million. Quiet, quiet. He's hearing strange voices just like Capone did when we closed in. Next week, you will hear how our Treasury agents closed in on the persons we have just referred to. The United States Treasury is your representative. And 24 hours a day, it is working to protect you. Next week, same time, same station, Treasury Agent. Elma Irie was impersonated. Leading roles were played by Santos Ortega and Everett Sloan. Music under the direction of Bernie Green. Jack McCarthy speaking. Treasury Agent is another Phillips H. Lord production. Welcome back. I I had really uh, some mixed thoughts on this one, though I ended up liking it. I, I think that throughout it, I was kind of thinking, this is really not the type of episode you want to do uh, the first episode of your series, because you're essentially not getting your... Uh, hero out there. Uh, and then, of course, we learn at the end that he had been there kind of in the background without us knowing it. And while I was dubious about doing it in their first episode, I honestly don't know uh, if 
you could have done it in any other episode. The idea that uh, your main character is somebody who gets introduced that, yeah, at the end of the episode we realize he's been here pretty close to uh, since the beginning. And it turned out then that the Treasury Department was able to infiltrate the group on two different levels. And in some ways, the Treasury agent who came in as Jones, I thought that was a nice bit of subterfuge the way it turns out, because, you know, it's just such a clumsy way to get in. And so our villains are thinking, okay, so the Treasury agent wants to investigate, We've got the one person they sent over, you know, in this really sort of obvious, ham-fisted uh, manner, while the uh, feds are actually being a little bit more subtle than our uh, peanut-chomping villain gave him credit for. This episode of Treasury Agent was just one of many uh, programs that uh, focused hate organizations similar to the uh, Ku Klux Klan after World War II. This was just a a few months after the Clan of the Fiery Cross uh, storyline aired on the Adventures of Superman radio program. Though this one has the distinction of coming up with a catchy tune for the hate group. Not certain they thought that part out. Though maybe the series was just trying to establish that in addition to being the world's greatest treasury agent, uh, Joe Lincoln could do some composing on the side. The, the tune does sound a little familiar. I just can't place it at the moment. It was interesting to hear this as something that the House Un-American Activities Committee would be concerned with, since most people just, you know, if they remember it at all, just associate it with uh, concerns with communism. But it makes sense they'd be interested in investigating some of these uh, hate groups as well. Well, I do want to let you know this uh, series does have a pretty limited run. So in four weeks, we're going to switch from Treasury Agent to T-Man. So plan on that coming in four weeks, starring Dennis O'Keefe. And of course, this is a listener support program. So um, you can support the show on one-time basis, support.greatdetectives.net. And if you do send along a donation of $25 or more, I'll happily send you a Colonial uh, Radio Theater audio drama. Uh, Among the options they do have are five different Perry Mason uh, adaptations adapted from the original stories by Earl Stanley Gardner. A full list of available thank you gifts is at support.greatdetectives.net. Well, I do want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Joel, Patreon supporter since August 2015, currently supporting us at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Joel. All right, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for our last listener support special. And then on Monday, we will be back with Box 13. Next Saturday, another episode of Treasury Agent. In the meantime, send your comments to... Box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.